Hey, everybody, welcome. Um, happy Sabbath to you. I, uh, I pray that today would be just a really a nice day for you, that I um, want you to enjoy your family, enjoy what God wants to do in uh, just in your family and in your own life. Um, he's real. He's in charge. Um, again, we're living in strange times, but I think there's hope that um, maybe by the end of the month, there might be a possibility of, of uh, things being um, uh, released and uh, as far as us from our homes and that uh, we might be able to start getting together again. So we're looking forward to possibly that happening on the very last uh, Sabbath of the month. And uh, so we'll keep you more informed as we move forward. Um, again, I want to remind you that... Um, if you have a need, if you're going through an issue uh, during this season of this COVID-19 and of the uh, um, and you're out of work and you need something, please call. Please call the church. Please call um, um, myself, uh, 562-256-6870. And uh, we'll see what we can do to help you because um, you're part of the body and... and um, we want to be first responders also for you. Um, also, for those of you that are working and are still out there, bless you. And uh, may God uh, keep you safe. And um, and we, we just, we're, we're continuing just to lift you up in prayer also. Um, if you want to uh, give online, you can just go to our website. And uh, go right there, and it says donate, and it's very easy, easy uh, 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 thing to do. And you can continue to give to the church and to what God is doing through the church. So uh, we're going to do a worship song. We're going to do uh, Nothing is Impossible, because I believe that. Nothing is impossible, even though we're walking through this strange time right now. Uh, our God is in charge. He is, uh, he is, he's not um, <clears throat> impotent. He is uh, very much alive and very much at work. So um, uh, we are going to honor him and declare that, that as his children, we believe that nothing is impossible.
that our lives are not our own, but God, they've been bought with a price. And God, you have a purpose, even through all of this madness. Father, you have a purpose to glorify yourself. And I pray you do that through your church, just through your very self, God. Be glorified, even in this time of pandemic. God, be glorified. Let miracles be declared. Let them be experienced. Let uh, your praises ring, God, in this world. It's our prayer. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> ah, well, we're continuing on in our study of Exodus. And so in our... Uh, it's kind of a, a little uh, series called Messages in the Wilderness. And last week we, we started out with um, kind of what to do when, you're, when all your life is just falling apart. Well, today I want to talk about something probably even better for next week. But because uh, next week what we do, next, next Sunday we actually, uh, uh, is a day that we take time to honor uh, the one being who unselfishly uh, gives herself to her children time and time again without ever expecting anything in return. Um, and uh, for um, if your life has been blessed with a godly mother, then, um, then you are truly blessed. Um, um, not everyone has enjoyed that, but um, many, many have. And many who have enjoyed a godly mother will go to their grave 
remembering the love that their mother had given them. Um, like I say, next week we set that Sunday aside. So for all of you, just a reminder, all right? <laughs> you have a week. <laughs> Prepare for the day, you know? Um, Abraham Lincoln, he, he declared this. He said, no man is poor who has had a godly mother. And a Spanish proverb uh, reads this. It says, an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priest. <laughs> I like that. In this passage we're going to look at today, we're going to look at a woman named uh, jo uh, uh, Joshebed. Now, we don't see that in, in, the, in the scripture right away. We actually find that out in uh, chapter um, 6. But we're going to read chapter 2, and we're going to read about this woman named Joshebed. And she stands out as one of the um, greatest mothers really revealed in Scripture. Uh, her selfless love really uh, opens the door for the possibility of the exodus of the children of Israel out of Egypt after 430 years um, of most of it being slavery. And uh, we're going to find some characteristics that, uh, that she has that stand out to remind all the mothers what they can live up to. But it's not just for mothers. We're going to look at just her life and, and the characteristics that she displays are really um, things that all of us should say, that's what I want to be like. That's what I want to be like to not only my children, but as an example to people who are around me. Um, so uh, join me as we look at, at, at uh, together at uh, Joshua Bed at a portrait of a godly mother. And so I'm going to read it. It's in um, <clears throat> Exodus chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 1 through uh, 10. And so if you have your Bibles, you can read along with me or I'll just, I'll read it to you. Okay. So chapter 2, it says, Now. A man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh, da Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying. She felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then, his, then Moses' sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, she answered, and the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me. I will pay you. <laughs> so the woman took the baby and nursed him. And when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. 
like I say, that, that we don't see uh, Joshua's uh, name here, but we do find it in uh, Exodus chapter 6. And so when we get to that part, we'll, we'll actually see her name. But we want to look at some of her, her, her characteristics. And the first one I want to say is that, one, she was an Israelite. All right? She was one of God's chosen people. She was also the member of the tribe of Levi who would later on become the tribe that would be the ones that would look after the tabernacle and then the temple and also the tribe from which the priests came from that would instruct and lead and actually carry the Ark of the Covenant wherever they went. And um, she and her husband were evidently, they had a faith in God. Now remember at this point in time, there was no commandments, there was no law, but they had uh, a faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they remembered him. And they were willing to defy the order of the Pharaoh to keep uh, the commandments of God. <clears throat> now, every mother needs a relationship with the Lord. May I say that every child, every child needs a sold-out, dedicated, saved mother. Nothing could do make more of a difference with the kids of our world than to have a mom who was godly, who was just sold out and just a Bible reading and a prayer for her kids. All right? God give us those type of moms. And there's a great need also for godly fathers. So God give us good godly moms and godly dads who are good examples to our kids. You know, and while, while I'm on the subject, everybody needs Jesus. <laughs> everybody does, you know. You, in fact, uh, more than you need your next breath, more than you need to be saved from the coronavirus, you need Jesus. Um, and he is the only thing that will uh, make a difference in your life that will help you get through this life and get through the next one. You know, that when you die, you will be ushered into heaven instead of if you do not have Jesus you will go to hell and that that's just the reality and God wants you to go to heaven that's why he sent Jesus and so that's what I'm telling you everybody everybody needs Jesus so we see her qualifications one she had a heart for God she was she was got one of God's family I also want to look at her courage remember the decree of Pharaoh last week where Pharaoh said he had told the the um um, midwives, he said, if there's a child born because he saw these these uh, Hebrews, uh, their their population growing, 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 and he said, you know, if you see a child that's a male, kill it, you know, when he's born, and uh, if it's a if it's a girl, then you can let her live, and and they didn't do it, and so then he kind of ramped it up, and he and he just told his people, his army, and everybody else, if you see a Hebrew boy little baby, throw him in the Nile, kill him. He was looking, he was trying, he was starting like a genocide of the Hebrews, but God protected them. And this woman, um, Jeshobed, she refused to give in to the godless system and refused to honor the decree of the Pharaoh and that would have cost uh, her, the life of her son. You know, and... and <clears throat> God, give, give us parents who aren't afraid to stand up for what's right, even in this world today. You know, this world wants to suck our kids dry. 
with its information, with its uh, programming. And may God give us wisdom of how to train our children up in a right way where we can say, you know what, enough is enough. I want my child to grow up knowing Jesus and, and encourage, you know, my children just to trust in God. And may God give us people who, like Joshua, you know, in, in uh, Joshua twenty four fifteen, where he said, as for me and my house, you know what, we're going to serve the Lord. There was a story of a little boy who asked his father what a Christian was. And after a, long, after a long time, the father sat with his son explaining in great detail exactly what a Christian was supposed to be. When he was finished, he felt like, hey, he'd done a pretty good job of describing what a Christian was and really what he was himself. His illusions, however, were shattered when his son asked him, he says, Dad, have I ever met one? Ouch, ouch. But we see that one, <clears throat> Joshua Bed had her qualifications, her courage, and then we see her faith. Joshua Bed was a woman of, of basically strong faith in, in God's sovereign will. Her faith was so strong that she is named along with her husband in Hebrews chapter 11, in the great hall of faith. Um, she needed this kind of faith to accomplish what she needed to do for her son. When she needed this faith to one um, to resist the world, uh, the world was crying out for the death of her son. But um, she decided, no, I am not going to give in to that. Even as the world today is crying out for uh, the minds of our young children and our children. And, and God is telling us as parents, you know, stand up, teach them God's ways, teach them to, to stand against the grain, you know, raise your children up to fear God, to fear God and God will bless you for it. And that's what she did. She, she was, she was, uh, uh, had needed the faith to resist the world. She also needed faith to really release her child. Um, it took faith real faith to not only um, have the child, but then to put him in a basket and put him in the river, that same river that one, um, all the Egyptians were throwing all the other little boys into to die. Well, she was looking at it as a thing that one was going to keep her son uh, alive. And it takes faith at times to uh, let our kids go, but that's the day that's coming. I think for every parent... You know, we know our job is done when our kids do finally leave. Uh, mine left a number of times and came back. But they finally did leave. They got married and married great guys, you know, and they've become great mothers, my daughters. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very proud of them. And, um, and they, they know that when I'm proud of just how, what they have become. And they're, they continue to desire to see what God can do in their lives. And so it takes faith for us to pray for our kids and even in this world, because this world does not love our children like we do. This world wants um, a destruction for our kids, but we want to see them succeed. And, um, and when they leave home, that's not a time to quit praying for them, but it's a time to continue to pray for them and pray that one, they would, they would be great parents and they would continue to teach their children the things 
that um, we taught them. But Joshabed, she she needed she needed faith to uh, to release her child, and she also needed faith to just raise to basically release her child to Moses's daughter. You know, after Moses was found by Pharaoh's daughter, um, Mir- Miriam and Joshabed. You know, they were able to work things out to where uh, uh, Joshua was able to actually get paid for nursing her son. You know, but and she, she taught him about Jehovah to where even when Moses was older, he realized those things that he had been taught. And he went out to see his, um, his brothers, his, the other, the other uh, Hebrews that were actually slaves. And we're going to see that next week. But... Um, Here's the deal. If what we do, if what we do is, is train up our children in the way that they should go. We train them up just to know about God. We give them all the God we can as parents. Then when they're old, they're not going to depart. They might stray a little while, but you know what? They'll come back to God. They will come back to God. And we just continue to pray for them, continue to believe that one, God is going to work in them. And he's going to keep those truths that we have given them as parents. I, I came across this in, um, in, uh, in one of my readings this week. And it said, how to be a stupid parent. Ready? It said, how to be a stupid parent. Number one, discipline your children only when you lose your temper. Let them get away with anything until you're fed up. Then... In a spirit of hostility and anger, let them have it. Blow your top, holler, get wild, clobber them, and really make it a brawl. The children will get a bang out of you. Number two, don't make yourself approachable. You might have to listen and reason with them. If you get too chummy, they'll want to talk things over with you. And who's got time to waste with kids? You've got more important things to do. Number three, If they've done wrong, never let them forget it. Keep rubbing it in. They'll loathe you for it. Number four, give your child all the spending money he wants. Don't make him earn it. Money in large quantities is acceptable substitute for love. After a while, he'll only only want want you for your money, and he couldn't care less about you. It's something like starving him on cream puffs. Number five, Compare your child with someone else to make him straighten up. Use that beautiful expression, why can't you just be like Johnny? He'll despise you and Johnny both. Number six, mothers and fathers should disagree in regards to the rules of their youngsters. Children will learn to play one parent against another. Number seven, never let kids think for themselves. They haven't the equipment. The reason may be their hereditary or or their environment. Make all the decisions for them so they'll never be able to handle life. Number eight, treat them with suspicion. Never trust the sneaky little characters. If they turn out well, it won't be your fault. It'll be a miracle of the highest order. From somebody anonymous. So we've seen her qualifications, we see her courage, we've seen her faith, then we also see her love. And this refers to the way that once she kind of gives her life, 
She gave of her very self. She, she poured her life out for her son. Isn't that what every uh, good mother does? And it's important for mothers to, to, uh, to get the honor they deserve. And so next week, remember, honor your mom. You know, <clears throat> in a very spiritual way, our Heavenly Father has done the same when he gave his very best for us. God gave heaven's best for the earth's worst. And he did it simply because he loves you and I. Also, Jeshabed, she gave her, she gave her son. She very literally was raising him to be raised by somebody else. She gave him to the Lord. But she gave him to save a nation. Even though she didn't realize it. You know? According to the Bible, God gave his son for us, you know, and when he did it, God knew exactly what he was doing. In fact, Jesus came, died for our sins at Calvary, and that was the greatest expression of God's love that we could ever know. Jeshabed gave her son for Israel, and God gave his son for the world. He died for all, he died for you and I. I read this on one of the um, commentaries that I was reading too, and I thought it was good that we see her compassion, um, or her compensation, her com compensation. Her son became a great man, a great man whom God had chosen to be the deliverer of God's chosen people. And he would be the lawgiver of Israel. You know, but... Joshabed, I don't know if she ever knew that. I mean, Moses lived 40 years in Egypt, and for 40 of those years, he was actually a prince of Egypt. And then 40 years in the wilderness, and by the time he came back, he led the children of Israel out when he was 80 years old. And I don't know if his mom was alive at that time. You know, so I don't know if she ever saw what or who she was training up, but God knew, and God blessed her and gave her that place in the great hall of faith, you know, and I'm sure that her reward in heaven is, was great also. Her mother's love, her sacrifice, you know, um, was vindicated in every way as God used her son. Parents, you don't know who you are raising, you know, you like Joshua Bed, you don't know that you're raising somebody who is going to change a nation. Or like Hannah, who raised up Samuel and gave him basically to the priest at a very early age. Or like Mary, who raised Jesus. You don't know who you're raising. You don't know who they are or who they're going to become. You know? But the one thing that I pray that one you would want them to become is one you'd want them to become a Christian. Regardless of if they graduate from college and, and, and do well in marriage, if they don't know Jesus, it doesn't do a whole bunch. I'd much rather have a child who didn't have a lot of the earthly pleasures but knew Jesus rather than a millionaire who died and went to hell. <clears throat> Joshabed, she stands even after all these years as a true portrait of a godly mother. 
And I wonder how we as parents stack up in raising our kids. And perhaps some of you that have heard this message this morning are thinking, well, you know what, there's some stuff I need to work on. There's some things maybe I need to do. Maybe I need to start praying with my kids. Maybe you kids are listening to this. You need to start praying for your parents, you know, that they would be godly examples to you and watch over you. And maybe some of you are saying, you know what? I need to receive Jesus. And God is here right now, and he wants to meet with you. He wants to, he wants to encourage you. He wants to help you. He wants to see you through this season we're walking through right now and to encourage you just in your love for him. So uh, I'm going to pray, and, um, and then we're going to sing one more song and, um, and just honor God, all right? So would you join me in prayer? Father, Lord, as you give us examples all through Scripture about people and about life and about things that maybe how we need to respond, what we need to do, God, would you give us the, not only the courage, the faith, the love, your heart, God, just to do the things you want us to do, especially with kids, with those people who we can influence. Lord, as, as uh, we grow older, as they grow older, that, God, we might be examples of just your love, your life, your encouragement, your hope. God, that we would always point the way to Jesus. Lord, thank you for uh, all that you do in and through us. Thank you that you're changing us. Thank you that you just don't stop. And, Lord, thank you for our mothers. Thank you that um, they decided to have us. They raised us the best they could. And God, I, I would just uh, pray, uh, grant us grace as we honor them next week. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, God bless you all. Um, give us a thumbs up. Uh, send us a little heart. <laughs> Lord be with you. Have a great week. Have a blessed Sabbath, really. Enjoy God. He just is in love with you, right? You all know that. You all know that on God's refrigerator, there's a picture of you, right? You know that. All right, so blessings on you. Have a great Sabbath. See you next Sabbath. Bye.